Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to this awesome Tuesday. You are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K-Walking Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one, guys. <clears throat> yeah, every, everything's good. Uh, my childhood team is, is going to the Super Bowl, so what, what could be better? What could be better? Hey, Jay, I can respect that because I think I told you. I said, "Look, I wasn't doing it throughout the year, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get you back. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do my best, but we'll see. Hopefully, you don't go back to them cowgirls again. <laughs> I ain't tell y'all all season long, but that one was hurting me. I was passionate about that one. <laughs> Can't have no cowboys up here no more. All right, guys, you guys ready to talk some sports? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. So first, we was going to start off with the championship recap, but we're going to push that off because we had some big breaking news today. Um, 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans has been officially hired by the Houston Texans, I think on a six-year deal. And the Broncos are expected to hire Sean Payton. They're still trying to figure out the compensation for the trade make sure that goes through but that seems like it will be a done deal very very soon what are your thoughts on both these uh i guess hirings here you go what are your thoughts on both these hirings jay i'm gonna come to you first yeah you know if you think about the D'Amico ryan's one i when i first heard it i was like man i understand why i mean you get an opportunity to be head coach in the nfl you can't really turn turn it down right there's only 32 of these jobs um, but then I was like, but it's the Texans, you know, and they really don't have a good track record of how they take care of their coaches, how they treat their coaches, things like that. So you don't want D'Amico Ryans walking into a situation where he doesn't really have a real chance to succeed. But Britt, when you just said it was a six year deal, that made me feel a lot better, right? Because either they're going to have to stick with him and give him some time to kind of build up that organization <laughs> Or at least he's going to be getting paid if they decide to do him dirty. So I like the fact that it's a six-year deal. So I feel good about that. And then Sean Payton, like in Denver, all along I was thinking that he would be a great fit in Denver. I think he's going to be what Russell Wilson needs to kind of get back on track. We all know his ability to call plays and put an offense together. So I think that's going to be really positive in Denver if they're able to get that deal done. So I like them both. I like them both. Mm -hmm. I think both both teams did a good job getting the right guy. Yeah, um, I think D'Amico Ryans, congratulations to him. I believe the Houston Texans drafted him, if I'm not mistaken. At least he played for them for a while. Um, I know they had a little loss <coughs> thing, situation going on, but clearly they figured that out. Um, he got what he wanted, basically. I feel like this is kind of what he wanted um, as far as the six-year deal. And I feel like there's a guarantee in there, meaning you can't just fire me after one year if it's six years. You're going to guarantee me at least maybe three years or so of these six years. Um, but six years is a lot for a first-time head coach. So he definitely got his way and he got paid. But I think he's, he's going to be a good head coach. He was a great defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, made me nervous the whole game, which we'll get into later. I know the 49ers did lose him, but I also heard the 49ers will be okay. They're looking at Vic Fangio, I believe, is one of their options. That's a big-time defensive coordinator as well. And as far as Sean Payton, I mean, what can I say? Hall of Famer coach. Look what he did when he was with the Saints. Wherever he goes, the team does well. I think this would be great, as what you said, Jay, 
for uh, Russell. Uh, we'll almost say Westbrook, guys. I meant to say Russell <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> I think this will be great for Russell, Russell Wilson in that offense. Um, and that offense should be able to match that defense, which will, which will also be great. But, K-Walk, what are your thoughts on both of these hirings? Yeah, two great hirings. And, yeah, Russell Wilson, Wilson did play like Russell Westbrook last season. <laughs> <laughs> so, a real big difference in play there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, to start with uh, Sean Payton and uh, and and uh, the Denver Broncos, I think that's a perfect fit, guys. I, I think that's exactly what that organization needed. They got a, they got a great defense, man. They really do. Uh, I think they have a Super Bowl-type uh, caliber defense. It's that offense that just let them down. And it just was a di- – there was a disconnect there with um, – with uh, Nathaniel Hackett and and Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. in that offense, I think Sean Payton comes comes in there, and immediately um, gains the respect of uh, of Russell Wilson. I, I think we we heard that Russell Wilson has his own office there and and you know in the facility. Maybe that'll be gone. Kind of bring him back down to earth, if you will. I think Sean Payton is going to command that, demand that uh, that type of respect, and then let letting him let the team know right from the jump whose team this is or who team it is, I should say. And, and um, yeah, I think that's a perfect fit for, for them. I know the Broncos were high on uh, D'Amico Ryans. They wanted, they really wanted him mm-hmm. there. Um, but, you know, uh, D'Amico turned it down. D'Amico said, this is not the spot for me. So he, he declined the, uh, you know, accepting that, pos- uh, that position. So they went to Sean Payton. Now going to D'Amico Ryans in Houston, um, I think that's a, a, it's a perfect fit for him. It's where he wanted to go. Uh, Britt, you mentioned a six-year deal. That means he's he's in it for the long haul. That means yep. that Houston has to be in for the long haul, one way or the other. They're gonna either they're gonna they're gonna keep him there. He's gonna allow him give him time uh, to uh, to develop that and to rebuild that organization. And there's a lot of rebuilding that needs yes. to be done in that organization. So mm-hmm. I, I think D'Amico is the guy. Um, you know, he could have been a head coach last year, but he decided he said I want to do well, wait one more year and see. Um, you know, just get one more defensive coordinator uh, season under my belt. Um, and I think he probably waited for this position because um, this particular opening, because I think, you know, he, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Britt that he did play for uh, for for, uh, for the Houston Texans. Um, he was, uh, you know, he played for with J.J. Watt there um, uh, as well. So um, hats off to him, man. He's going to be truly missed. Um, he took over for Robert Sala when he took over for Robert Sala. I immediately said this guy is going to be great. Great uh, replacement there. Um, he did exactly what we, we we wanted him to do, needed him to do. So hats off to you, brother. Um, nothing but the best wishes to you uh, going forward. Well-deserved, super, super well-deserved for sure. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited for D'Amico Ryans. And like you say, he declined uh, Denver Broncos. So he wanted the opportunity to build from the ground up. And he has his roots are in Houston. So I'm excited for him. Um, but, guys, now we have to move on. We want to talk about what happened or our <laughs> thoughts about these NFC and AFC championships. The first one we're going to start with is this AFC championship. Um, a limping, limping Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Jesus, uh, Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> were able to pull out a 23 to 20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals after the Bengals was defensive end, defensive tackle, one of them, um, had an unnecessary foul penalty, which put the Chiefs kicker in field goal range. That still frustrates me, I'm going to be honest with you, um, for the Chiefs to become the AFC champs. Watching this game, what were your thoughts? K-Rock, I'm going to come to you first. 
Yeah, watching the game, I just thought it was the uh, the type of game I I, I we I expected. I should say, you know, being a a back and forth game. Not so much. It was more a defensive game yeah. than, than anything. And I thought that it was the the one team that would make the um. It didn't look good for Kansas City to be mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you, um, because they were making some mistakes. Uh, Mahomes, you know, doing stuff that you know that he normally can do. But like you mentioned, Britt, he was limping. Um, so it kind of took him out of his element. Um, if you will. So coming down to the why, I really thought that if it was going to be a close game, I thought Joe Burrow and that uh, and that Cincinnati Bengal team um, was going to pull it out. Um, that defense for um, for for the Bengals played exactly how I thought they would play. Um, surprisingly enough, though, the uh, the defense for the uh, the Chiefs um, played just as just as well, if not just a little bit better. Um, but you mentioned the uh, the penalty at the end, crucial crucial penalty. I don't understand why guys. Do that, man. You know he's going to go out of bounds. Just let him go. Just mm-hmm. ride him out. You know, just keep a hand on him in case he decides to turn it up. Because you know it is Patrick Mahomes, and you know he may, you know, you know, geek or dunk you, if you will, make it look mm-hmm. like he's doing one thing and then turn it upfield. I get all of that, but you can't hit the guy out of bounds. Just ride him out of bounds. Just hold on to him and ride mm-hmm. him out of bounds. Um, obviously, that was the uh, the big play there. That was the one that stood out the most. But just hats off to. Uh, to uh, Joe Burrow, man, I, I thought he did a, a heck of a job. That offensive line was really not giving him a chance uh, for the most part of that game. But Joe Burrow found a way, um, and they they adjusted it as well as far as you know sliding protection things of that nature. So um, I really thought the Bengals was going to pull that one out, but that one penalty, and it's a shame that one play cost the game. But ultimately, that's what it was. Yeah, that was a big, big penalty at the end. Um, I wish the ref didn't have to call it, but it was so blatantly yeah, obvious, obvious. Like you had to call that, unfortunately. But like you said, you just gotta like you said, Kmart, he had to he was supposed to play smarter than that. Um, you don't want to ride on him, you know, because you as you can see during at the end of he was very emotional. Um, but good thing, you know, his teammates had his back. But I think it was a couple of other times where the Bengals really could could have taken this lead. Um, it was a tie ball game because they had the football prior to that, I think with less than two minutes, if I can recall, and didn't get anything done. I don't know. Was it an interception at that moment? I can't remember if it was if he threw the pick then or not. But all I know is they weren't. No, it wasn't. They, they did punt it because Sky Moore um, ran to like yeah, the 50 yard yeah, line. Yard. Yeah, a big yard yep. turn. Um, <laughs> ran to about the 50 yard line. So that's a big special teams mishap. But like you said, okay, well, this was a huge defensive matchup. It was like both offices couldn't really, they were moving, but they really couldn't get points up on the board. Um, as we've seen, Patrick Mahomes look hurt, but he was fighting through everything. Joe Burrow's line wasn't doing much of anything. They really need to go into this offseason to really invest in some quality offensive linemen. Um, you have your receivers, you have everything else. You just need to protect your quarterback. But Jay, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, you know, I, I think Kay Walk alluded to it. I, I thought a big part of the game was that Kansas City defense. Um, you know, you mm-hmm. saw the confidence that the, a lot of Cincinnati players had after beating Buffalo and advancing to the championship game and calling it Burrowhead Stadium and, and all this stuff. And <laughs> guys take that kind of stuff personal. So I, I really mm-hmm. think Kansas City's defense came into this game <clears throat> with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And you kind of saw that right out of the gate. Now, look, sometimes that emotion doesn't sustain you for four quarters, mm-hmm. but you could tell they came out out of the gate and they felt like they had something to prove. And obviously only ho- holding them to only 20 points I thought that was huge. Look, and we know Mahomes was kind of playing on one leg, but 
I still felt like a lot of this game was the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't his normal self, but some mm-hmm. of those plays that he made, you know, the touchdown pass to Kelsey and a few other plays throughout that game, I, I thought they were absolutely tremendous the way he was able to do that without his normal mobility. So Kansas City's defense played better than expected. And Mahomes, given how I thought he would be on that injury, he played better than I thought he would as well. So, um, yeah, just a, an all-around great job by Kansas City. And you're right, Britt. I mean, we know Joe Burrow is a really, really good quarterback. But until they can get some guys in front of him that can consistently protect him, I mean, it's like he's running for his life every other week. So they, they definitely need to get that fixed. Yeah, of course. We've seen this time and time again. Tom Brady is not Tom Brady without the <laughs> offensive line. I know they say the most important quarter, uh, position in the lead is the quarterback. But in my mind, I think your offensive line is some of the most important positions in the league because if not, your quarterback can't do much if he's not protected or feel safe. Seen Tom Brady this year when the Bucs had nobody. I could go on and on with a bunch of other teams who did not have a good offensive line. Yeah. So we got to shore up that offensive line. Once they do that, the Bengals are a different team. And I will say this, Eli Apple, <laughs> I gave you a compliment last week. But you should you ended up being the same Eli Apple as last year. Uh, you might want to fix that, my brother. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not too late for that. <laughs> Rotten right. Apple right now. Yeah, sitting sitting on somebody's couch. Um, but all right, now we're going to go into the NFC Championship game. My bad, K. Walk. Uh, the top two teams in the NFC, maybe even in the NFL, went head to head. In this NFC Championship, the Eagles ended up beating the 49ers 31 to 7 to become the NFC champs and to go on to Super Bowl 57 to play the Chiefs. What were your thoughts on this game? Jay, I'm coming to you first. You know, my thoughts was I, I was disappointed because I wanted to see these two teams play at full strength. Um, and then when when Brock Purdy goes down, K Walk, who was the backup that came in after per- Johnson, was it? Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. <laughs> then he goes down and then Purdy comes back in and he can't throw. So to me, I, I left that game with disappointment because we did not get to see what that matchup would have been. Uh, so that, I mean, look, and again, that, that doesn't take anything away from the Eagles. The Eagles did exactly what they were supposed to do. I mean, defensively, the, the pressure that they can put on the opposing team's quarterback and and the guys that can just get after you in the pass rush. I don't think that can be understated. And I do think, and and normally, you know, I I praise Kyle Shanahan constantly about his play calling and his offensive schemes. I thought it was a mistake. Who was it? Riddick Britt that was coming off the edge. It was a mistake to try to block that man with a tight end. I I thought that was a a mistake. Um, So not taking anything away from the Eagles. They they played a great game. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. But obviously, the injury to Purdy, Josh Johnson not really being able to do anything, then he gets hurt. It, it, it was a game that, you know, we really didn't get to see, in my opinion. But, you know, Philly Philly did what they had to do. And that that's that's football, you know. Injuries are unfortunately a part of the game. And, and sometimes they show up at all the wrong times. And, and for San Francisco – it, it was just an unlucky day for injuries. Okay, well. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we we had a couple of injuries there or um, that went down. Fred Werner went down at the second play of the game. Yeah. He popped back in, got right back in, and, and it did what Fred Werner usually does um, on a weekly basis. Yeah, we talked about Brock Purdy um, getting hurt. I'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, you mentioned, Jay, about, um, you know, the tight end. Um, blocking uh, Reddick. I mean that those were two plays. There were only two plays on that 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 happened on. I think it was the first play, and then the uh, the, fir- the first uh, play of the, of the game for uh, for the 49ers first series offensive series for them, and then ultimately the uh, the play that he got hurt on. Yeah, I, I didn't mind him doing that because of the fact that the matter is um, generally the ball gets out quick when we do it when you when Kyle Shanahan dials that play up. Um, I get what he was trying to do, just trying to get in his way. You don't you you don't expect uh, Tyler Croft uh, to to block Reddick um, uh, for sure. You just want him to just get in the way, um, just trying to design something to get open. I, I I get why he did that because he wanted to he wanted to put more uh, protection to the left side of the uh, of the. Um, uh, of the line than the uh, than, than the backside. You didn't really think Reddick would get there, especially just uh, Crawford, just, uh, Croft, uh, Croft, excuse me, being in his way. But I get all that. That that's 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 a lot of people said that, and I you know I, I I yelled at the TV too. Why are you doing that, Kyle? But then we after that, it wasn't really a major factor in the game, and I'm gonna tell you why because of the fact that the matter is, um, you know, that was a turnover um that the the 49ers ultimately stopped them I think they went three and out after that big turnover there but Brock got hurt first touchdown wasn't a touchdown Kyle didn't challenge it we all saw that um so I thought ultimately before uh, Brock Purdy even a little bit after Brock Purdy got hurt I thought the 49ers still were doing what they normally do just Josh Johnson he just looked like a uh, uh, uh he looks he looks scared as scared as a, a cat on a Ferris wheel man he was just he had no idea what he was doing man he looked at it I mean I don't know what he was looking at and then you know then uh they ultimately you know got the offense going if you will with uh McCaffrey that's why you bring yeah. him in he was that workhorse he you know he fought through that uh, you know fought through that uh you know those tackles tied the game up but then you had to see the defense play the defense stepped it up a little bit but then I tell you what man if the sports gods didn't like I, I don't know what the 49ers did to the sports gods to have this play out the way that they did the injuries the penalties at the wrong time penalties, I'm talking about yeah. the stupid penalties uh I mean just some questionable some some was like why are you doing that um, and then you had the Josh Johnson. I said, okay, well, they, it was 14-7. I said, okay, let's just get to the half. We had to get the ball, start the second half. I said, just don't turn the ball. No stupid turnovers. Josh Johnson can't even catch a simple, you know, uh, you know, shotgun snap. Yeah. Because he's looking at the offensive line because, you know, or he's looking at where he's going with the ball before he catches it. But overall, man, I'm just frustrated that we didn't, like you mentioned, Jay, we didn't get to see the 49ers team. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you see that, if the 49ers stay healthy, Brock Purdy stays healthy, that's a different outcome of that game. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And because of the fact of the matter, I've seen the way the 49ers played I sit on both sides of the ball. Uh, and and I, I just had a feeling, man. I, and I said this to myself. This is what I said to myself going in. And God is my witness. I said this. Brock Purdy's going to get hurt in this game, but he's going to and the 49ers are going to win the game. And then Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come in and, and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, you know, God, I mean, I mean, it didn't all come to fruition, but the Brock, unfortunately, the Brock Purdy, uh, the Brock Purdy injury did. But again, like you stated, Jay, as a fan. Uh, very disappointing, man. I'd rather have lost with the, with, you know, with the, yeah. you know, the full team on than lose like that, and For then sure. you know, and then say that the best team won. You can't really honestly say that. 
to be honest with you, but to you alluded to it, Jay, the Eagles took advantage of this of Brock yeah. Purdy not being there. I mean, anytime that you used to have to play your fourth string quarterback and ultimately your fifth string quarterback as well, because Christian McCaffrey lined up at quarterback at one point. So it was just something that the Philadelphia Eagles has had to take advantage of. And I, and I think any team would have done that, not just the Eagles, to be honest with you. Um. No, I think the Eagles did good. They did what they were supposed to do, which is take out your quarterback. Now, you don't want nobody to get hurt, injured, but for defensive linemen, what's the game plan? <laughs> Make the quarterback nervous, take him out. You don't want nobody to get injured. It was unfortunate. Hassan Reddick did what he was supposed to do. He went, made a good play on the football, just so happened to injure Brock Purdy's arm. I think regardless if Brock Purdy was playing or not playing, the Eagles would have still won because of the trenches. If absolutely, if you would have nah, seen, nah. if you slow those tape down and you see, because uh, Jalen Hurts did not have a good game, but what happened? We started to run the ball, right? So that uh, means our offensive line started to push back the top <laughs> defensive line in the league. If I'm, if I'm not, if I'm correct, uh, we could rewind the tapes if you want. They push back, so they moved the line of scrimmage back about four yards into Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw's lap, picking up easier five, three, three and a half, four, five-yard run rushes every time they rush the ball. So that's going to equate to some first downs. And then you, you uh, tried to get Miles Sanders to the outside. Nick Bosa played it well. Fred Warner played it well. But what did the Eagles do? And I have to give Nick Sirianni credit on this. They pinned in Kenneth Gainwell because he's faster trying to get to that outside, get to that edge. He started to beat them. That's when we started to hit them in the red zone, being that also the 49ers are not best, are not the greatest defense in the red zone is where we got them the most. Because Jalen Hurts, again, you could see his shoulder was clearly impacting them. But the Eagles did they were supposed to do. So I'm not discrediting nothing the Eagles did. A lot of people want to do that. They want to take this win away. Oh, it wasn't the best team, yada, yada, yada. No, the best team showed up that day. Sorry. Um I wish I would have been able to see Brock Purdy play full time, but I'm not getting into this. Defense did what they were supposed to. If I can recall, the Eagles scored 31 points against the 49ers defense. They ain't scored against the 49ers offense. They scored 31 points against the 49ers defense. It is what it is. Um, but let me ask you guys another question. Do you think Eagles defensive and Hassan Reddick should have been considered a finalist? Not to win it, a finalist for defensive player of the year. Jay, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I mean, that's a hard question for me just because I don't I don't know that I've watched him a ton this year. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's hard for me to say. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of people talk about Bosa and Micah Parsons. Um, look, I, I haven't watched Reddick enough to probably give a fair evaluation, but I know he's got a lot of sacks and he's made a lot of plays. So I'm sure he's just as worthy to be a, a finalist as some of the other guys on the list. Um, so I would say, yeah, I mean, he certainly could be a finalist. Um, but I do I do want to say one thing, though, Britt, about, about what you were saying, because you're right. I, I, I think two things can be true. Like the Eagles definitely play good football. I, I, I don't think you should take anything away from the Eagles – they did exactly what they were supposed to do. 
But at the same time, I do think when you lose, when you're already playing with your third string quarterback, then you're down to your fourth string quarterback. I do think it not only affects your offense, but it also affects your defense because the 49ers now know, okay, we can't score any points. We got a quarterback in the game that literally cannot throw. So now we got to do things uncharacteristic. We we might have to take more chances. We might have to try to make more plays. So I don't know that them giving up 31 is indicative of what would have happened had they had their full offense, because then you can play defense a little bit different. So I do think both things can be true. The Eagles played great. They deserve credit. And at the same time, we can say clearly the 49ers were affected when Brock Purdy went out of the game. I, I just don't think there's any question. About I'm not that. saying I'm not saying that that they weren't affected, but when you hear 49ers, everybody else talk about it, it's oh this, that, and the third. I understand all that. I get that. But don't discredit what the Eagles did do. They did what they were supposed to do. Because yeah, no doubt. Like, I, so I, if I Nick Bosa or somebody else ended up taking Jalen Hurts out, we ain't hearing this other story from the other side. Coming for no, they would say, maybe, Oh, maybe that's the number one that. defense. I mean, that's, the, that. that's the Brady number one defense that. in the NFL. They did Come what on, they were supposed Brady. to do. But Britain, no, Jalen I'm Hurts, like, I was hurt. He was hurt, and the Eagles lost. People would be saying. Well, if Hertz was there, it would have been a different. I mean, come on. I mean, people would say that. Maybe not you, but I know people would say that. If Jalen Hurts did not got hurt and Garner Minshew had to play and Philly lost, I guarantee you Eagles fans would be saying, well, if we had Jalen, the game would be different. I, I mean, I don't think there's any question. They were saying that the two games that Minshew played earlier in the season. So why <laughs> wouldn't they say it now? No, they were saying what that you sure? Because my understanding at the end of that season, they say the Eagles were going to be a one and done team. Were they not? I'm saying those so two games animals. that Garner Minshew quarterback that the Eagles lost. I understand what you're people saying. People were saying I, I get what if Jalen was there, we would have won. It would have been no the different story if he quarterback was, this game. The main story was well, look at the 49ers and what they did with their third string backup so there's no excuses yeah. over there so the same thing goes to the 49 there's no excuses just take the loss i understand the situation happened again the defense did what they were supposed to do things happen they just lost time to move on i just think there's a difference between excuses and reasons i don't think but, I, I know i'm not making excuses and i don't think k walk made any excuses for the 49ers but there are reasons like but there, i don't it's think it's not an regardless. excuse that they lost but if we can't sit up here and say the game was very different than it would have been because you're playing with your fifth string quarterback, I mean, what are we talking about? But here's the thing. I don't care if Brock Purdy was playing or not. Maybe it would have been a closer game, but I think the trenches is where the 49ers got beat at the most. So the Eagles <laughs> still would have won, even if Brock Purdy was in there. Because one of the reasons why Brock Purdy wasn't able to throw – one of the reasons why Brock Purdy wasn't able to throw that quick pass was because of the coverage in the backfield, because Hassan Reddick was not able to get there as well. So a lot of people also aren't thinking about that, neither. So, But I will give this to the 49ers. That defense is something else, because they was right in Jalen's face, even though and we had to switch it over to the run to run a little bit more. So mind you, they did score 31 points on the defense. So just give them credit where credit is due. That's I, all I'm saying. I, I understand them, the situation that I've transpired. I've given them credit, but, you got, but not just I, you. Not I just, don't. I'm not, I, I'm not I just, just don't. About, I, I, I think we have to be realistic and say 
when no, I'm you absolutely have, realistic. When you, have, when you have no offense, when you have literally no offense, a quarterback that literally cannot throw the ball because he's hurt, clearly that puts much more pressure and emphasis on your defense because they're going to be on the field way more get, than normal. I get three that, and out, but, three and out. But that's not the storyline. I get that. Well, all I'm saying the is the fact is that the Eagles scored 31, that really but, doesn't mean anything to me because I don't think they would have scored 31 if it was a normal game. That's all I'm saying. They might have won. I just don't think it would have been as lopsided as it was without a quarterback. I think okay, anyone fine. would agree with 24, that. 21, whatever it was, I think the Eagles would have still won regardless. All right? So it's time to move on. You well, guys ready to move on? we'll never know, honestly. <laughs> ready to move on now? <laughs> sure. All right, let's go to the next topic here. Uh, we're going to get to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys fired offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, and then Kellen Moore gets hired by the L.A. Chargers. Chargers. Do you think this will hurt or help the Cowboys? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. I never really understood all the hype around Kellen Moore to, to begin with. I mean, I, I think he's an okay coordinator. Like To me, he doesn't set the world on fire at all. Uh, so I don't know that it's really going to make the Cowboys offense any worse or better. I, I think it's going to depend on who they get in there. Can they get somebody in there that can be a little bit more innovative? But I don't really look at it as a big loss for the Cowboys. I don't understand the fascination with Kellen Moore. I know he's been a hot name around the league for a lot of years. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't understand if the fascination with him. So I don't really think it's a big loss for the Cowboys. I, I definitely think they can get someone just as good, if not better, to take over that spot. Yeah, Um. I don't know. I can't necessarily say that because they were leading the NFL, especially last year when Dak was healthy in points per game. They were a high powered uh, offense um, and they would look like they was trending that way a little bit this year after he came back. Although, you know, Dak did have a little trouble with some interceptions. Um, so he did contribute a lot to to that off the offensive play calling, which was very successful. I think it was more about Dak making the proper play and executing the team executing uh, uh, properly. Um, I mean, when they had to run it this year, they switched over and they ran it this year. Um, Kellen Moore, I'm pretty sure, said, hey, Tony Pollard is our running back, is our better running back. He has, he's more, he's much faster than Zeke. He catch out of the backfield. That's not just Mike McCarthy. Um, and then they switched those two positions. Ugh, this is going to be a tough one. I guess we don't know until we really see next season, but I'm not mad at, uh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not necessarily mad at the Cowboys. I think it may hurt a little bit. There's going to be an adjustment period because Mike McCarthy is said to be calling the plays next season. Mm. So... Uh, Kellen Moore, yeah, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has trouble with time uh, time management, so it's going to be very in interesting. But K. Walk, what are your uh, thoughts on this? 
Yeah, I, I think it's kind of everything you guys mentioned. I mean, it just seems uh, it's, just, it's a matter of who's going to be the, the, his replacement, um, because I thought that that offense was kind of vanilla, even though they, you know, they were able to score as many points per game as, as they did. Uh, I still think that um, it was a vanilla offense. There was no real creativity there. Um, just Dak, you know, get the ball to, you, you know, your playmakers are just basically a, just simple routes, you know, CD go deep, you know, uh, 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 Schultz, uh, you know, you work the middle of the field. Um, we'll hand it off to, uh, you know, Zeke. We'll hand it off to Pollard. And um, and, and hopefully other these other complimentary receivers, Gallup and those guys, um, can, can get open. There was no creativity there. It just seemed like it was very blah to me. So if they can get, uh, if they can get a creative uh, offensive coordinator in there um, with those weapons, I, I think it'll, it'll be to answer the question. I think they will be better off in that case. But right now, I, I like, yeah, like Jay mentioned, like he, he alluded to is that I just, I don't see the hype surrounded uh, behind um, uh, more there, but, but um, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how he he what he looks like in uh, in in uh, uh, Los Angeles. So I almost made that mistake again, guys. I almost say San Diego, but we'll see what he's going to look like with the Chargers. But I think it's all uh, whomever they bring in. If it's McCarthy, uh, then nah, then they're they're not. If, if it's McCarthy calling the police, then nah, they're definitely not better off. They're definitely worse. They're going to be worse off because, like you mentioned, Brick. Uh, Mike McCarthy got his own head coaching things to worry about, clock management, things of that nature, you know, making sure that, you know, where you want to go, you, you want to be, should we go here on, on, on fourth and one or fourth and two? And when we're on inside our own uh, territory, you got to worry about that, uh, that type of stuff. So I don't think he should be focusing on play calling by any stretch, but uh, like they said, it remains to be seen. Yeah. um, it, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting what happens. Kellen Moore, so that was actually my next question to you guys. Do you think Kellen Mar Moore will help Justin Herbert in that Chargers offense? Anybody can go first. I don't know. I mean, I, I got to say, again, the Chargers offense was pretty decent. Or I, I don't see them really be – I don't see him as like a, a game changer. I don't see him making a significant impact. Like maybe they'll be good. I mean, maybe he'll add a couple wrinkles here or there, but – I just don't think he's really going to make a splash or a significant difference to, to, to like put the chargers over the top or anything like that. Like, I don't think there's anybody right now saying, Oh, now that we got Kellen Moore, we're going to beat the chiefs. Like, I just don't see it happening. So yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. Maybe I'm missing something though, but I, yeah, I don't get it. I, I concur. Jay. I concur. This is what I will say. There is a reason why the Cowboys were hanging on to Kellen Moore for a number of years um because he was with the Cowboys organization for a little bit before they decided to fire him I felt like he was more of a fallout guy like they had to let somebody go if you're not gonna let go of the head coach and Mike McCarthy which a lot yeah. of fans wanted you have to let somebody go and I just think Kellen Moore was that fall guy unfortunately um but I think and me personally I do think there's going to be a slight difference um I thought he was a decent offensive coordinator but you're only as good as your quarterback, so your quarterback play, in my opinion. All right, guys, we're going to head to the next thing because – actually, let me see. What do I want to do first? What do I want to do first? You know what? Let's do this one. Um, because it is Super Bowl time, um, and as we know, the Super Bowl is going to be between the Kansas City Chiefs and my Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care if anybody wants to give them credit or not for winning that NFC champs, but they did. <clears throat> So someone told me I care about results. I don't care about what anybody says. 
Um, but we know the greatest thing about this Super Bowl, of course, is that this will be the first Super Bowl in NFL history where there are two starting black quarterbacks, which is to me and all, if you guys want to comment on that, you are more than welcome to comment on that. But we have come a long way, a very long way, guys. Like this is 2023 and the NFL has been around for how long? A very long time. So this is the first time. J.K. Walk, do you guys want to comment on that real fast? Yeah, no, I, I think it's good. I mean, you you give guys an opportunity to play a position and, you know, eventually are going to end up in the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that it, I, and maybe I just haven't been watching it. I don't know if it's been something that they've been talking about in the national media a, a whole lot, but you know, it almost feels kind of commonplace now to see uh, African American guys uh, quarterback in the position. You know, you're right. We, we've come a long way since Doug Williams, you know, winning one with the then Redskins. So it's definitely a cool thing for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh uh, yeah, it's my it's monumental. I mean, what, what can you mm-hmm. say? I mean, you got two two quarterbacks there. That, like like Jay said, I mean, um, you know, I remember when Tony Dungy first won his Super Bowl. Um, you know, being the first black head coach to win a Super Bowl, and then you and then you got Patrick Mahomes there uh, as well. You know, obviously following like Jay mentioned, Doug Williams. But yeah, I think it's it's great. It's, it's, it's there's a lot of storylines in, in in this Super Bowl for mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. and obviously this being the biggest one. Yeah, um, that wasn't actually the question, guys, but I just wanted us to give our thoughts on it because I think it is huge and it is monumental um, and it's historic and it's very important. But hopefully we get more black owners as well. Actually, we don't have one. Can we at least get one? I'm going to say that right now, right here, right now. Let's get one. Just one. I'm asking for just one right now. All right. But outside of that being a storyline, which what is the better storyline for this Super Bowl? The Kelsey brothers or... Andy Reid versus Philly. K-Walk, you want to take this first? Yeah, I think it's the the second question. I mean, second part of the question that you asked. I think Andy Reid, I mean, we all know that Andy Reid was a former head coach of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Now he gets to, you know, go go back, go to the Super Bowl and and play against them. And and not only that, you know, a lot of Philadelphia fans, as much as they hate the opposition or dislike the opposition, they they actually like Andy Reid. They they give him nothing but the utmost respect, uh, um, you know, for what he did when he was his time in Philadelphia. So I think this is the biggest uh, the biggest storyline. I just think, I mean, the Kelsey brothers is cute kind of thing. You'll see his parents wearing (laughs) half Eagles, half Chiefs. We get that. But, you know, Kelsey on the offensive line, you know, you don't really talk about offensive linemen that much. Now, it hadn't been Kelsey, the the tight end versus Kelsey, the safety or Kelsey, the corner. If they were both on the field at the same time, I think that would I would get the nod there. But it definitely for me, Andy Reid versus uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What about you, Jack? Yeah, I, I agree with K-Walk. I think Andy Reid and, and the Eagles are the bigger story, only because I feel, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like, I, I mean, I know we've had brothers on the field at the same time. I don't know if it's ever happened in a Super Bowl, but it may yeah. have. I don't know. But I, I mean, we've first time in the Super Bowl. So we've seen brothers on the field against each other. I, I think K-Walk's point is a good one. They're not going to be on the field at the same time. Um, it's a good story. I, I don't want to yeah. act like it. It's nothing. I mean, right. incredible thing to just to have two brothers 
playing in the NFL when we know how hard it is to actually get there and then to end up in the Super Bowl. I, I do think it's a good story, but I think the fact that Andy Reid was in Philly for so long and all those really, really good years and getting them to the Super Bowl but not being able to get over the hump and now going against them in KC and maybe blocking them from winning another Super Bowl, I think that whole storyline is just a little bit more juicy for me. So. I'm going to take Andy Reid and the Eagles, but the Kelsey story, it, it's pretty cool when you kind of drill down on it mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't, you don't see that a lot. Family members in the NFL, let alone in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, for me, cause I love both Kelsey <laughs> brothers. I watched their show. They have a show on YouTube as yeah. well, guys. It's a good um, show. I, yeah. It's a very good show. Two good guys. You could tell they're good guys. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with Andy Reid versus Philly as well. We, it's not really a rivalry or anything like that because Philadelphia loves Andy Reid so much. I know this game, of course, Philadelphia fans are going to talk their crap. Kansas, Kansas City um, fans are going to talk their crap because, you know, they beat us 3-0 and in, in head-to-head matchups. Um, so this is this one's going to be very, very interesting. But we know the best storyline of this are the two starting, two starting black quarterbacks, first ever in the history of the NFL. All right, guys, we're going to move on. We're going to switch gears um, to the NBA. And so recently the Lakers lost to the Boston Celtics Mm. in an overtime loss, 121-125 this past weekend. LeBron clearly displayed his frustration. He was extremely frustrated with the rest for a non-call towards the end of the game, or actually at the end of regulation, which ended up forcing the game, which ended up causing the game to go into overtime. Anthony Davis, after the game, stated, we got cheated tonight, honestly. Do you agree with that statement? <laughs> Jay, I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> so I don't necessarily like the word cheated because it implies that maybe the refs did it on purpose. So I don't, know if I, would, I don't know if I would use the word cheated, but they definitely got screwed. Like that was a foul. And I don't, I'm I'm not a fan of the antics and LeBron and all the flipping and flopping around on the court, but that was clearly a foul. And I don't know how you miss it. It wasn't even one that was hard to see. So yeah, they got screwed. I I don't think there's any question about that. Um, Cheat it. I don't like the word, but yeah, I mean, it, they definitely, that was a horrible call. Now look again, you have an opportunity to win the game in overtime. So I don't want to say that's the reason why they lost, but that was definitely a missed call, a really, really bad missed call. Okay, well. Yeah, I mean, cheated, I I would say no. I I agree with Jay there as far as being cheated. But if you look at it, if you really want to dissect that play, look at LeBron when he went to the basket, three steps. They three travel? steps, two steps in the hop, two, two steps in the hop. Look at it, look at it. It's clearly a travel. So LeBron got away with that first and foremost. So if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you haven't seen it, go back and see LeBron going to the basket on that. Did he get That's fouled? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it though? It, it's normal. So that so that non call should be a normal one. That non call should be normal. Like, so that's LeBron James. He's got to fight through that and get to the basket. You you know you you get you 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 got the advantage already because you took more steps than you were allowed to. So you LeBron. Why not? I see this all the time from LeBron. So why not give me that LeBron? Why not give me that? Fight through that. That little that's a ticky tack foul. So I'm gonna say it was petty. LeBron did get fouled, but in, in in the grand scheme of things, and when you talk about the NBA, like Britt alluded to, if you're not going to call the if you're not going to call the travel, don't call that foul in that particular situation. 
Yeah, just so let them play. Yeah, let it play if, out. If my understanding, they do it in the playoffs all the time. Let them play. At the end, you know, at the end of regulation, odds are you're not going to get that call because they're going to let you play like it's street ball. You walk 18 times to get to the rim. Well, they're not. They shouldn't call that little foul. You'd be all right. But no, um, I don't think that's where they lost the game. First of all, you still had opportunity to win the game, but then you allowed your frustration to get to you so much as we've seen. LeBron dude jumping all around the dag court <laughs> like yeah, he just Patrick had a whole with the camera. Patrick Beverly brings out the camera to his <laughs> brings out a like, camera a like look. In his <laughs> come on, um, but no, I can recall the Lakers were up three with 14 seconds left on the clock. So it was like 105, 102. Lakers are up. Okay. Um, Al Horford misses. This to me was the crucial part of the game. Al Horford misses a three-point shot. Jalen Brown puts in a putback layup. What does that mean? That means nobody on the Lakers were boxing anybody out. You know they put up a shot. Eyes are they're going to go for that three. Make sure you box out. That should be the first thing you say before you come out of that timeout. Make sure you box out. Even if you don't come out of a timeout, scream it to your team so everybody can hear it. Make sure you grab this rebound. That rebound was supposed to go to the Lakers. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. So don't complain on the other end. I don't want to hear it. So no, Anthony Davis, these refs did not cheat it, cheat anything. Maybe some calls don't always go the right way. That's the whole point of the game. Because if they want a cause to go right, we will all just be using technology. But it's a human uh, side to it. So that's why they keep the refs in all sports. Football, and it, and, NBA, anything. MLB. The, go ahead, right. K-Walk. And then the next game, what happened? What did LeBron and uh, and and AD do? And <laughs> sit out. Day, day, day. <laughs> sit <laughs> out. Exactly. You sit you know out. So they ain't on. got no I reason to complain. To <laughs> All right, guys, let's I'm move on. <laughs> let's move on to the next topic. Uh, I want to do NFL Take Your Pick Super Bowl editions. We already know how Take Your Picks one go. Is this or that? Basically, you need two choices: this or that. First one might be fairly simple. We got Andy Reid, Kansas City's Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, or the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni. K-Walk, who you got? I'm going with Andy Reid. The reason why I'm going with Andy Reid is because he's got, I think, in my opinion, well, he's got Patrick Mahomes. Let me just put it that way. I might, I might be jumping the gun or something else. But, um, but yeah, he's got Patrick Mahomes. So anytime you got Patrick Mahomes, you got a chance. And his creative play calling uh, is tremendous. Uh, I know that defense of the uh, that defense is kind of questionable, but that offense is very dynamic with the play calling that they they uh, they come up with. They got Travis Kelsey there um, a, as well, and then Patrick Mahomes. Uh, now that he doesn't have to focus on Tyreek Hill, he's able to spread the ball around a, a lot more than he did in the previous years when Tyreek was there. So I'm going to take Andy Reid just because of his play calling, and he's back to where he, he where he's comfortable with being. It seemed like every time I turn around, the Chiefs are in, in the last few years. Are, are in the uh, the Super Bowl. So Andy Reid for me, for sure. Um, I'm going to go with Andy Reid because he's a Hall of Famer head coach. I mean, what sure. can I say to his resume? Look what he did for the Philadelphia Eagles, although he never got us. He never won a Super Bowl. He did get us there. Um, he's, to me, the best head coach pregame, to plan a game pregame. Uh, when things don't go his way, it may not always work out as far as the adjustment, but that's why he has other coordinators like Eric Bien- Bienemy and, you know, other coaching staff. But 
Andy Reid to me over Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni still has to prove himself. Andy Reid does not. Look, I ain't got no hate on Andy Reid. I'm going with Andy Reid. Jay, what you got? Who you got? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you got to go Andy Reid here. Um, I, I, I love the fact that every game he's going to come in and there's going to be a new wrinkle. Like, I guarantee you in the Super Bowl, we'll see something from the Chiefs that we have not seen all year. So he's always going to have a new wrinkle. And I, I don't think we should overlook the fact that the Super Bowl is different than any other game, obviously, but the amount of media that's going to be there, the amount of eyeballs, it's just a different environment. So the fact that Reed has been there several times, and for Sirianni, this is going to be his first time, I think that alone just gives Reed an, an advantage as well. So I, I think Andy Reed's really the only choice on this one. I will say this. If Nick Sirianni wins the Super Bowl, I might have to switch it over to Nick Sirianni. Um, only because he got there quicker and he went a little bit faster. Um, nah, I changed my mind. Still Andy Reid. <laughs> Still Andy Reid. All right, next one, guys. Uh, Chiefs O-line or the Eagles O-line? Who you got? Jay, I'm coming to you first. Man, that's that's actually a good question because um, they both have really good offensive lines. They, re they really do. Um, I think they do it a little bit differently. I think maybe the Eagles O-line is a little bit more physical. I think the Chiefs do an excellent job of, of pass protecting Patrick Mahomes. Um, I might give the slight edge to Philly in this one. I, I do like the physicality that they play with, especially if they're all healthy. So I think I'm going to give the slight edge to Philly, but it's close. It's close. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles O-line. Guys, just because they're both in it, does not, this does not mean the Eagles are going to win. I just think they're a little bit stronger. You have Lane Johnson. Look what Lane Johnson has done to some of the best Pro Bowl top-tier defensive end. Michael Parsons shut him down. Nick Bosa struggled a little bit when he went up against some. Uh, I could keep going on and on and on, and he's hurt right now. He has a, his that groin muscle completely tore in that Giants game, so he's playing completely hurt. Then you have uh, Jason Kelsey in the middle without him. This Eagles O-line is not the same. Um, but I agree with you, Jay. The Chiefs O-line is very good in that pass defense. I'm sorry, pass rush. What am I saying? Pass rush. But I'm going to give a slight edge to the Eagles O-line. k what who you have? Yeah, I'll make it unanimous. I I'll take the Eagles offensive line here. I just think that, you know, like Jay alluded to, and it's what my 49ers love to do, is own that line of scrimmage. You know, um, be physical with the, uh, you know, with your play, with that own line play. And we all know that the uh, the games are won and lost right there in the trenches. And if you can command that offensive line and you can push guys around, um, then chances are you're going to win the game um, more times than not, for sure. So I'm gonna, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the, uh, the uh, Philadelphia offensive line. But I will say this to everybody, Andy Reid is the reason why the Eagles O-line became so great is because it started when Andy Reid was there. So he understands he might become uh, the offensive uh, lines coach this, this for the next two weeks as well. All right, next one, because uh, my time started to tick down here. We have, let's see, let's see, let's go with a fun one. We have dome or no dome on the stadium. So you prefer the dome, don't want the dome. K-Walk, your choice. Dome choice? all day. Give me a dome all day. Give me a dome every <laughs> single day, twice on Sundays. I tell you that. I mean, I tell you, I'm a, I'm a former wide receiver, and not only that, my last two games that I went to um, with the, uh, my 49ers a couple years ago went down to Washington. It's down for me. I'm in New York, guys. So it's down in Washington, and um, uh, it was just a torrential downpour. Couldn't stand it. Did not like it. Did not enjoy the victory, but did not enjoy the game. Sitting down, uh, just 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 drenched, man. Just drenched. 
drenched. Go to Atlanta and and totally different atmosphere. Granted, it was seventy degrees outside, but still, it had it rain. It still would have been a nice environment, nonetheless. And you get to do whatever you want to do. Um, you can't blame it on the elements by any stretch and say, "Well, if it wasn't raining or if it wasn't snowing and things of that nature." Especially if you spend so much money on a ticket, you want to be yeah. in the, the most comfortable um, environment that you could possibly be in, uh, for sure. So, give me a dome every day and twice on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, dome or no dome? Everything K Walk said makes sense, <laughs> but I'm going the other way. I, I want no dome. I, I want traditional football. I want the elements. I want the atmosphere. I, I I just I want it to be played outside. It just feels more like football to me if if it's played without the dome. So K Walk's points were great, and it, as a spectator, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't mind being in the. You know, comfortable dome, but I think as a player, I I would want to play uh, without the dome. So I'm going. Yeah, no even dome. as a player, both spectator <laughs> and a player, I'm keeping mind. I'm a former wide receiver. So I want the elements perfectly laid out for me. <laughs> um, I think for me, I'm primary spectator, but um, well, I am a spectator. I've never played football before, flag football if that counts. I'm going no dome. I with everything that Jay said. The elements, let it make a, a real, true, tough, gritty, get your jersey dirty type of football nah, game. Just nah. nasty physical game. Nah. Snow, rain, mud, sleet, whatever else you could get. <laughs> so no don't. All right, a uh, couple more guys, and we're going to move on. Let's go receiver versus corner. Mm. Let's go wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster or cornerback Darius Slutton. Jay, I'm coming to you first. Um, man, this is a good one. I, I'm probably going to give the advantage to Slay. I think he's probably a, a more complete player overall. I mean, the Chiefs are going to move Juju exactly. around a ton and, and put him in a bunch of different positions. So it'll be interesting just to see even how much they they really match up against each other. But I pro I think Slay's probably a, a, a better player. I guess I, I'm gonna go Slay here. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. They are going to move him around. Maybe I should have said order Eagles corners. That might have made a little bit more sense. But um, if it was Tyreek Hill, I probably would have won Tyreek Hill. But he's no longer there. So I'm going to go Slay. Um, he, Slay is getting older. Um, he can't get beat if he's not paying attention, I will say. He doesn't get beat a lot, but once in a while, which makes me sick as an Eagles fan. Um, but I'm going to go with Slay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Slay. Okay, what? Well, who you got? Um, if it one on one, I I'm gonna give it to uh, Juju because of the fact of the matter he has Mahomes throwing the ball, and it's going and and when you got Mahomes throwing the ball and and you have that offensive uh, that offensive uh, scheme that uh, Andy Reid uh, runs and that offense that Chiefs um, offense um, runs. There's a lot of times it's not going to be a traditional route. You may run your route um, at first. Yeah. You may it may be an out route, and you can jump that. But then also ultimately it turns into a scramble drill, and a lot of stuff that you know. And that's hard to that's hard to cover. It's hard to cover. But I guess if you, if you ask in one on one, the ball comes out in three seconds, four seconds, whatever the case may be. I'll give it to Slay. But if it's Juju, if they, he's following Juju. If Slay follows Juju everywhere he goes, it's going to be hard because the, Andy Reid is going to dial up some stuff to get him open. Those you mentioned, he's getting older, uh, Britt. 
And those crossing routes are the hardest routes. I don't care if you're if you're 25 years old or 35 year old corner. Those are the routes are the hardest routes to cover if you're in man. Those crossing routes from one sideline to the other or one hash um, hash hash mark to the other. It's going to be hard. But um, I, at first I said Juju, but I'll I'll give it to Slay. Uh, a slight edge to Slay. The one thing I I will say is that odds are it's Darius not going to follow him because what I noticed when watching the Eagles game when the wide receiver does what you just said, Jay. They pass it off to the safety and over all the way over to the corner, and they've been getting a lot better. Actually, they're pretty good at that um, as well. We want to see. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. a couple more. Uh, uh, this is a good one: Michael Jackson or Prince <laughs> halftime performances. Uh, K. Oh, Walk coming to you first. Hey, you, oh. it was '93 in 2007, so we all were alive. Uh, okay. No, no. I thought you meant like as an artist in the whole. I didn't know you were going to go. No, Super no, Bowl no. They're halftime um, performances. Try to remember as much as possible. I'm trying to recall it. I didn't. I didn't take my ginkgo today. Um, let me try to recall. Uh, I know Prince had a so, dope one, man. Prince had a so dope guys, one. Let me, let me just say a disclaimer. I did not tell them no. tell them to take your pick options prior. So if it's a little tougher to remember. Just bear with me. Michael Jackson was 93. All right. <laughs> If I can, if I recall this correctly, ladies and gentlemen, I believe Prince had a slightly better um, halftime performance than MJ. I think MJ had a thousand people, like a thousand people. I can't recall this uh, for for the life of me, but I'm, I'll take Prince because I can I can recall that one a little bit better than I can recall MJ. And I know MJ fans are gonna be like, "What?" But yeah, I, I'll take Prince. I'm gonna say Prince. <laughs> If you're an MJ fan, you better be a Prince fan. If you're a Prince fan, you better be an MJ fan. Yeah, I know sure. that's not I how it goes, but you need to be. But Jay, <laughs> who you got? I think K Walk is right. Like I think the Prince one is remembered more, like in terms of being a better performance. But I, I, I think K Walk probably knows this. I'm not a Prince guy. I, I never, uh, either, I never I'm liked Prince. I was MJ all the way. Prince had <laughs> oh, a couple songs too. that I liked, but I was never into Prince. So just based off of that alone, I'm going with MJ Super okay, Bowl okay. Uh, performance. That's Even why I, I think Prince is, is remembered more fondly. <laughs> yeah, that's why I went with a, that. Give one. me MJ. Give me MJ. Come on, got purple rain, purple rain. Yeah, no, I'm just Diamonds and pearls, and other than that, you you can have Prince. Prince was the dude. Cry, that was that guy. Cry. Mind you, you must be that guy if you could wear heels and makeups and get all the ladies in the world. Oh yeah, no doubt, super talented. So, just yeah. just wasn't. I just wasn't. <laughs> wasn't feeling it. And then he was. Smooth. But for me, um, I love both performances. I gotta go with MJ, and I tell you why. I know Prince rain. It was raining. It was windy. He pe- plays through it. But MJ incorporated everybody in the entire stadium. That's what I said. Like a thousand people. Yes, people. hundreds of thousand people <laughs> in this stadium. He incorporated, well, maybe fifties of thousands of people. Everybody in the entire stadium. You know how complex that is to give people signs. Just regular people like me and you give them signs and say, "Hey, I need you to flip it." And everybody was on point. It was sync. Um, I mean, this is when he stood up on the stage and just stood there and the crowd is screaming for like 25 minutes and then he turns and they scream for another 25 (laughs) minutes. So I got to give it to MJ just because of that. But both performances were fantastic. Next one, because we got to move on. Let me just say this. Ladies and gentlemen, Britt watched that on YouTube because Britt was like, yeah, eight well, months old when that right? performance came out. So she, she I know, saw right? that replay yeah, much, right? much later <laughs> on in life. 
I did, I did, guys. I did watch it on YouTube. But I will say I'm a huge MJ fan as well, and I watch a lot of documentaries regarding that halftime show. So that's another reason why I remember it. But uh, so two more chicken wings or pizza? Okay, well. Oh, ah, that's, that's a good. That's a great question. Um, are we talking about New York pizza? New York pizza? No, just chicken wings or pizza. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying because it's a different. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like chicken. No, I, I am because it, the chicken wings down in Georgia are off the chain, but pizza in New York is not is, is off the chain as well. Okay, so, so I'm, Georgia I'm, chicken so wings and I'm in New York pizza. Yeah, so Ooh. I'm going. Okay, thank you. So since I'm in New York, I was going to say since I'm in New York, I, even though we got some good chicken wings here in New York, don't get me wrong. But um, I'm going pizza all day. New York slice pizza all day, every day. Jay, chicken wings or pizza? Y'all are going to think something's wrong with me. But I don't like chicken wings. I don't eat chicken wings. <laughs> I don't like chicken wings. I've never... I, I don't think I've had a chicken wing in, in two decades. Uh, but I'll eat pizza every single night if I can. So All right, let me change yours up. All I got to change. Long. I'm, let me change yours. You like okay. burgers? I do like burgers. Yeah, burgers and pizza. That's a that's a much closer one for me, but I'm still going with it. For me, nothing beats a good New York style slice of pizza. There nothing. you go, bro. So there you go. If I can get some pizza. I'm good. I gotta go with pizza, guys. Like that pepperoni pizza is just calling my name twenty four seven. So I'm not gonna try to act like this chick. I love chicken wings. Don't get me wrong, right. but I love me some pizza. Now, Britt, if you had said a Philly cheesesteak, you might have had me because that good Philly cheesesteak, that's really... hard to beat. That's hard yeah, to beat. Uh, people really had that for Super Bowl. They have that like every day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know like a Super Bowl that's specific. True. All right, one more, then we're moving on. Chips, chips and dip. Make sure I say that right. Chips and dip. <laughs> <laughs> chips and dip. Or nachos. <laughs> Jay, I'm coming to you first. <laughs> um, man, y'all are really getting a look into my eating habits. I don't really like chips and dip. Uh, so for me, it's probably going to have to just be nachos with nachos. just cheese. I don't oh, even wow. like all that other stuff on my nachos, but just nachos and cheese, I'm good. So I'll, give me the nachos. Jay, you got a child's palate. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you have no idea. I, I really do. Uh, for me, I love chips with some, uh, oh my goodness, what's my family thing that we make? Uh, I can't even think of it. Uh, clam dip. We make something that's called clam dip. I make it Once we get together, I'll make it for you guys. The best. It's the first thing that goes at every party. But I can't always have that. So I'm going to go with nachos. Um, only because I can't have my clam dip all the time. Got to go with nachos. I go there. You get nachos anywhere as long as they make it right. And it has to have jalapeno peppers. You don't put my jalapeno peppers on one. Touch it. I eat it with chicken because beef messes me up. So I eat it with chicken and everything on it. I'm good. I'm going to be honest, k well, Your beef messes me up. <laughs> I'll be, wait, I'll be honest. You ever see white chicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. bathroom yeah. that's what beef does to me so i try to stay away from it but okay. not to give y'all that vision but see what i've already saw <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna go with uh uh give me give me some ruffles uh some ruffle chips with some french onion dip all day every day and I, i'm a good man okay, okay. all right here okay. we go jay i got one more topic you want me to just move on to no, your second? No, 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 no. Do, do your thing. Do your thing. <clears throat> All right. 
Last topic. I went a little over my time, guys. But during, the, as we know, during the first quarter of the NFC Championship, Brock Purdy was injured after a pass rush from Eagles defensive end Hassan Reddick that caused the fumble. I know it hurt K Walk's heart. Um, it hurt Jay's heart. It did hurt my heart too. Y'all just, you know, I was passionate earlier in that earlier discussion. I didn't even get all my thoughts out. Um, but. Brock Purdy injured his UC, UCL and his, I believe his throwing elbow, which is a six month recovery time. They are reportedly planning to get a second opinion to hopefully avoid uh, Tommy John surgery, which will require a longer recovery time, which is very popular as we know it in baseball. Um, does Brock Purdy's injury impact a quarterback competition? And who do you think their quarterback will be next year? Would they have to go get somebody, somebody on? On the roster, what? K. Welcome to come to you first. Uh, does it impact the competition? Yeah, I, I think it all depends on when he comes back. Um, if, if it's a six month period, then I, I think he's good. Um, that'll bring him back in what? Uh, August, early August. Um, a little bit longer if he has that Tommy John surgery. Um, but it's it's torn. So usually a second opinion usually means um, you've got to get that surgery. And it's not it's not a bad surgery to have because sometimes when you when you te- when you have that surgery, your arm tends to be a, a lot stronger. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, with all that being said, um, I I think it uh, yeah if he comes back early if he comes back in the six months I don't think it it's still going to be a competition no matter what. But if it comes back later if he has a surgery then yeah it definitely will impact the quarterback competition. Do they go out and get someone? I'm, you know, I, I hear the nonsense of Tom Brady coming in there. Also heard, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, Lamar Jackson um, name was being circulated as well. You definitely got to go get someone for sure. Someone solid because you see in last season, they were down to their fifth string quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFC championship. So you definitely got to go out there and get someone who's going to be uh, a solid um, backup who can probably even, you know, compete for the number one position as well. And in worst case scenario, he'll be, they'll be the uh, the second string if Brock Purdy plays, you know, beats him out or Trey Lance beats him out for that matter. Um, so yeah, I definitely think they have to go out there and get someone for sure. You can't just have some no name guy out there because the fact of the matter is you have to be prepared for what you experienced this past season. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. Um, we're hoping it's not Tommy John surgery, but like you said, your arm can get stronger, but it can also kind of mess with your throwing mechanics a little bit. We see it in baseball all the time where they have to readjust on how they throw something or whatever it may be. Hopefully it does not happen. It's not, it doesn't happen all the time, guys. It does ha- It does happen sometimes. Um, Bryce Harper, I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan. If you see behind me, he got Tommy John surgery. He had to get that. So let's see how that impacts him for next year. Um <clears throat> But I do, I do agree it will impact the quarterback competition because he won't be there. He's not going to be there and what up until that very end of training camp right before the season starts. Um, I agree with you. They have to go get someone. I'm hearing a lot of talk about Tom Brady. I don't know if he's a fit there. I know they have everything that you want a team he that he will want in his team to have. You have receivers. Yeah, 10 years ago. Defense. <laughs> um <laughs> I know, K. Walk. You don't want him there, but no, you just never know. You know what Tom Brady wants. Somehow he always get. He seems to be the golden boy of the NFL. I guess I don't know, but I think they should go with either Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. Have them fight it out. Who knows? Jimmy G may even come back. So that's going to be another situation. But the 49ers have to figure out this quarterback situation. They've been dealing with this for the last three or four years. 
it has to stop now. But Jay, what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny how things can just change on a dime, right? Because if Purdy doesn't get hurt, he comes into next year probably the unchallenged (laughs) starter for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. But now, like, even best-case scenario, if he's out six months and comes back in August – like Trey Lance has taken all the reps in minicamp. Well, you know what I mean? So that that right there just creates a competition. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think it definitely opens the door for Trey Lance, opens the door for them to maybe go out and try to get someone. I agree. I don't know why Tom Brady's name keeps coming up, but I do think Aaron Rodgers could be inter- interesting Okay, because his skill set, I think it lends itself a little bit more to that 49ers offense. So mm-hmm. you have a chance to get Rodgers. I still think he's got some tread left on the tires. Uh, but definitely, I, I think they just go into it with an open competition, whether it's Lance, whether it's Purdy, or whether it's somebody that they, they bring in from the outside. The door is wide open for somebody to, to jump in there and take charge of that quarterback <laughs> position now. I'm going to be honest, guys. If they somehow got – which I don't think is going to happen, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the Super Bowl and won it. <clears throat> because like you said, Jay, he does kind of fit that whole – he's mobile. Yeah. He can throw the ball. He's a talented – although he is older. Um, But uh, how much would he cost? That would be the problem. Yeah. that's. Um, but no, I do like – but I do like I do like Brock Purdy guys I like how he handles himself so I'm hoping it's Brock Purdy I do like Trey, Trey Lance but we all know it can't be Josh Johnson he looked like he was scared um but all right guys we're gonna go into break um but I will ask please subscribe like 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 hit that like button <laughs> Share share our channel, The Sideline Speaks. We are The Sideline Speaks here on Facebook. Anywhere you type in The Sideline Speaks will come up. We are now on um, Spotify, Apple. You got to help me out, Jay, because I know Spotify, you- Apple, and Google Podcasts right now. Yes. We'll, we'll be adding some more this week and next, but right now, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Yes. Um, please subscribe for more content, com- content geez, um, that we will be dropping soon. But uh, you guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. Um, Like Britt said, guys, before the break, please uh, hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends, your family. We're just trying to grow this channel as much as we can, so we definitely appreciate Mm -hmm. your support. Um, Let's let's talk a little bit more football, guys. Let's talk a little bit more Super Bowl. Um, Jalen Hurts, um, whether whether you love the Eagles, whether you hate the Eagles, whether you like Jalen Hurts or not, uh, there's no denying that this kid has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Not not only 
the way that he's performed on the football field, but also in his leadership. I mean, he, he has really <coughs> taken that Eagles locker room by storm. You can tell all the guys in that locker room just how much they respect him, just how much they look to him in terms of leadership. So I don't know that anyone could have predicted sort of the ascent and the rise of Jalen Hurts. Um, so it just brings me to my question, like where do you have Jalen Hurts in your in your quarterback rankings. Like we see these rankings come out, you know, the Mahomes, the Burroughs, the Josh Allen's all. But you know, Jalen Hurts is rarely in that those kinds of conversations. So has his recent performance changed any of that for you, K Walk? Where where do you have Jalen Hurts when you're making your list? Is he top five? If he's is he top ten? Is he somewhere middle of the pack? Where do you have Hurts right now? Yeah, I have him on the middle of the pack, just on the outside of the middle of the pack. I definitely don't think he's a top five. Definitely don't think he's top ten. Um, I think he still has some work on, you know, um, some work to do with, with with his throwing, his accuracy there, um, and his arm strength. I, I, I'm really not a big fan of his arm strength um, either. But I got him in the middle of the pack right now, Jay. And I think he's only he, he's only um, you know um, elevating his game right now. Um, but um, I mean, you can't knock what he did this this uh, this past season. Yeah. Uh, any stretch. I mean, and that's the way I say it. he's only progressing right now. And I think that the you know the longer he plays, the better he'll get. But as of right now, I got him in the middle of the of the pack right now. Okay. Okay, Britt, you you said something earlier about results, <laughs> and no one's had better results than Jalen Hurts. I mean, he does it a little bit differently, right? He's not your traditional. <laughs> Five steps, stand in the pocket guy. He does it differently, but he gets it done. Has he moved up at all in your rankings, Britt? Where do you have him? So, but he has the capability of doing it. He has shown it. Look, he had a higher uh accuracy or completion percentage than I think Josh Allen. I go down the list, a lot of them. Uh to uh not Gino. I think Gino was number one. Dak, he was higher than I might have been higher than Tom Brady or somewhere in that range. Um, but if I'm going off of experience, just resume, um, he hasn't been accurate. He wasn't accurate against the 49ers because his shoulder, you could tell <clears throat> it's hurting him. Telling that Giants game, it's bothering them, but he's still winning. Uh, I'm going to say top 10. Top 10. I'm going to put him in top 10. Not quite top five. He wins the Super Bowl. I might put him in top five. I might have no choice to put him in top five. But look, I think he's better than a Geno Smith, a Jared Goff, a Tua, a Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. I think he's a little bit better than Trevor Lawrence, um, although Trevor Lawrence ceiling might be a little higher. Um, I'm just looking at my list, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Justin Fields, I think he's better than Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray. I don't Kyler Murray just lost me. Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett. So, yeah, I'm putting him in my top ten. Not quite top five. He needs some more work in order to get top five, but top ten for sure. Yeah, I I don't think that's, you know, because a lot of – a few weeks ago, people – some people were talking about Dak Prescott being a top ten quarterback. So I feel like if Dak is on the fringe of that conversation, I I think Jalen Hurts has to be – on the fringe of that conversation too. It's going to look different just because he brings a different dynamic, but I, I look, I, I don't think there's any denying what Jalen Hurts has done uh, so far this year. Let's shift gears and talk about the Kelsey brothers. We know we got Jason Kelsey. We know we got Travis Kelsey. 
two dynamic personalities, two great football players. I mean, obviously we know a little bit more about Travis, I think just because of the position he plays, but, but Jason Kelsey really anchors that Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. But if you had to pick K walk, which guy is more important to their football team? Is it Travis, the tight end or Jason, the center who's more important to their team? Yeah, before I answer that question, I just got an update here. I think they might have been listening to us, the 49ers. Purdy and Lance uh, are focused on their recovery. They're not focused on the uh, quarterback competition. <laughs> but it's scary that that just came out. We just got finished yeah, talking yeah, about that. They're listening. But, uh, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think you have to go with uh, Travis Kelsey here, uh, uh, Jay, um, to be honest with you. I just think that uh, Mahomes relies a lot. Well, nothing to take away from uh, from Kelsey, uh, um, the lineman. But um, I think uh, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have a great uh, chemistry. He relies on him uh, more than any quarterback relies on a receiver, in my opinion. He's arguably the best tight end um, in the game. Um, he makes he runs routes uh, so great. Um, a lot of question about his blocking, but um, – if you look at it, Tyreek Hill, once he left and went to Miami, a lot of the uh, the load was on uh, Travis Kelsey's shoulders uh, to you know to carry that receiving core, if you will. So I, I think you, I think it's a no brainer here. But you know that's just me speaking. Uh, I think you have to say Travis Kelsey is more important to the uh, uh, to the uh, the Chiefs than uh, Kelsey is to the uh, to the uh, the Eagles uh, because of the fact that the Eagles have a great offensive line. If they lose Kelsey, it'll be a it'll be it'll hurt them. But it, it won't like devastate him now. Travis Kelsey, you lose Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. Ooh, that's a that's a totally different animal. Totally yeah. different look. Yeah, and Kate Walk, I, I think you're right, man. Losing uh the cheetah, like when when he left, everybody, myself included, were like, oh, I don't know. Chiefs are gonna <laughs> fall off this year. I think it's amazing what they've been able to do without him. Um, and I think Travis Kelsey's obviously a big part of that. I've never seen a quarterback tight end slash wide receiver, whatever you want to call it, just right. the chemistry that they have because yeah. the routes are not traditional. They do they so much improvising yeah. with their routes and yet are always right in tune with each other. So I, I think that's pretty special. Um, but, you know, but uh, Jason Kelsey, I mean, you know, the, the center's kind of like the quarterback of the offensive line. They got to mm -hmm. make all the calls. They got to get everybody set, set the protection, all those kinds mm -hmm. of things. So I do think he's super important to what the Eagles do. But you're right, K-Walk. I feel like if you take Travis Kelsey off the field, I don't know if the Chiefs survive without him, where I think the Eagles have a better chance of getting by without yeah. Jason. So I'm going to agree with you, K-Walk, and say Travis. But, Britt, you, you're locked in on those Eagles more than we are. What say you? This is actually not an easy one for me. Um, let me tell you, Jason Kelsey is the emotional leader of the Philadelphia Eagles um, offense. Yes, by far, Jalen Hurst is the leader, and they follow Jalen. But Jason is the emotional Jalen. Jason is the emotional leader of that uh, Philadelphia offense. Um, I feel like I'm disrespecting my own guy here. Um, but I think it's more Jeff Stoutland, and they may even tell you this. I think it's more Jeff Stoutland who is the uh, the offensive line coach that really gets this offensive line in order and makes sure they're good. Um, because when one goes down, another one pops in, and it's like. We're still on that same 
same playing field here or that same, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, Jason Kelsey goes down, mind you. Jason Kelsey helped select his backup in Cam Jurgens, which is kind of who reminds you just he looks like another Jason Kelsey, basically. So I'm going to say that if it was Jeff Stoutland, that might hurt a lot more. But in this situation, I'm also going to agree with you guys and say Travis Kelsey, because <clears throat> along with you guys, we thought it was Tyreek Hill. But when you really sit and think about it, it's really Travis Kelsey. If he loses Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> lost Travis Kelsey, we might look at the Chiefs' offense a little bit different. I think he's more dependent on Travis Kelsey than he was on Tyreek Hill. I think Travis Kelsey opened the field for Tyreek Hill to do what he does best. Um, so I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I wonder if Tyreek <laughs> regrets his decision at all. You know, all that talk about Tua yeah. being the most accurate, which I'm not saying Tua doesn't throw a nice right. ball, but I'm just wondering if he sees his former team back in the Super Bowl without him. If he's like, man, uh, that that could have been me. He must have uh, bank account. Out. His bank account's not saying that. True. Though, that's true. That's, that's, that, <laughs> but, that is true. But that statement, Jay, he must have been hanging out with Antonio Brown down. down <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I mean, before it. Tua got hurt, before Tua got hurt, I mean, but with the concussion he was dropping dimes i'm not gonna lie and, and when a lot of people were saying that you know tyreek may be on something man, on onto something i'm not saying that he's better than than right. mahomes right. he could be more accurate than mahomes but that doesn't make him better but so. yeah yeah i i think the thing that's gonna hurt too i i worry about too just from an injury standpoint yeah. you know i just i wonder if he's ever going to be able to just, just stay healthy so yeah. that that's what gonna be the thing brain. yeah for real all right, let, let's one more Super Bowl topic. Then I got to talk about my guy Kyrie because he's he's been playing some great ball. But um, I want to know if you think these guys will win another Super Bowl or if they will win a Super Bowl. So there's some mm-hmm. guys that have already won one and some guys that haven't. Just I got like eight names, so we got to run through this pretty quick. But just tell okay. me if you think they'll win a Super Bowl, another one, or if they'll eventually someday get their first one. Let's start with the old faithful Tom Brady, Britt. Will Tom Brady ever win another Super Bowl? No, because the teams he probably wants to go to don't want him, like San Francisco 49ers. They don't want him. Uh, He's old. He's up there. He's aging. Not the same player. We clearly seen that last year. Um, And I'm probably sitting here saying this, and he's probably listening right now, like, watch (laughs) me prove it otherwise. But right now I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's washed. K-Walk said he was skipping rocks. I agree. I'm going to (laughs) say no. K-Walk, what say you? Nah. Uh, nah, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving right. it down. I know we're pressed for time. That's yep, why I no, said no, that. No, you're good. good now. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, K Walk. Will he win another one? He's got one. Will he win another one? If he goes to San Fran, yes. If he stays in Green Bay, no. <laughs> okay. So, no, I'm just saying. But so, if he, I, I'm going to say, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a great question, man, because I don't, I don't anticipate him being in Green Bay for the remainder of his career. And I mean, that could be like two years from now. It could be next year. So with that being said, if he's staying in Green Bay, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I think I'm going to say no only because there's so many young guns that are just Mm -hmm. coming. Like he, he had a window where he could have won a couple. That window might've closed on him because there's some guys that are just like those quarterbacks in the AFC, like, Right. Those guys are going to win a lot of Super Bowls, I think. So I'm going to say no, but Britt, what say you? I'm kind of with K-Walk on this one. It depends on what he does. If he goes to San Fran, I'm going to say yes. 
Um, if he stays with the, the I was going to say 49ers. I mean, if he stays with the Green Bay, if he stays with the Packers, then no. Um, so be, it's kind of a TBD, to be determined type of thing. But um, I'm going to say he's with the Niners now. Not the Niners, golly. The Packers now. Um, so I'm going to say no. His ego gets in the way too much. No. All right. What about a guy that doesn't have one yet? Lamar Jackson. We know his contract situation. We'll see where he ends up, if he gets signed, if he doesn't get signed. Mm -hmm. But when his career is over, Britt, will he have a Super Bowl in his trophy case? Why do you keep giving me these TB determined type of guys? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like he's going to stay right there in Baltimore. So because of that, and I still don't feel like they're going to do him right as far as playmaker. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too. Um, I I just don't think he's going to win one. I, I think yeah. for this, kind of some of the same thing I said about Rodgers, there's just a bunch of guys that are coming, mm-hmm. and I don't know that Lamar's going to get one. So I'm going to say no. Okay, Walk, what say you? It's sad that you say that, Jay, because he's still in his rookie contract. He's in his fifth year, isn't he? That's, that's so sad. I know. But with that being said, I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm going to say no as well. I just don't think – I think he's going to stay in Baltimore. And uh, with that being said, and I just don't see them winning a, a Super Bowl in the foreseeable future. So I'll say no. I'll say All this. Right. I think he's going to get another MVP, just not a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, that, that's definitely reasonable. Um, another young guy that feels old, Deshaun Watson, K-Walk. Will he win one before it's all said and done? He signed that big contract in uh, in Cleveland, so he's going to be there for uh, for a minute and a day, uh, for a day and a minute. Um, I, I'm going to say no. I, I don't see that. I don't see that Cleveland organization getting it done um, anytime soon. So I'm going to say no if he's going to be there. Britt. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the team. Who they got? Uh, they got a nice little decent squad. Nick not Chubb. They do. They do. Oh, yeah, right. Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper's over there. Uh, AFC is rough, though. De- yeah. Defense. Defense. They have a pretty good defense with Miles Garrett. I'm going to say no, only because you just made a valid point. You're in the AFC. Maybe if you was in the NFC, I'd say a yes, but. You got you got too many horses to fight through. It's yeah, I agree. I, I think the competition so, no. is just—it's going to make it tough for all of them. And I, I just don't know that Cleveland's going to get over the hump. Um, what about Trevor Lawrence? Took a big step forward this year. Jags played good defense. He's young. He's up and coming. Will he get one? K walk. Nah, I you know I'm just looking at Jacksonville as a whole. I know he's good enough to win one, but with that organization, I, I know Doug Peterson is turning that thing around. I, I believe in Doug Peterson. I just don't believe in the organization. Um, and I and I you know I have a soft spot for the Jags. Um, they'll they'll make it interesting. For, um, you know for the stable future, they'll make it um, interesting. They may get an AFC championship, but that's at best. That's as far as I can see them going. But, so with that being said, excuse me, no. I think I might go yes here, and maybe not even necessarily with Jacksonville. I think, obviously, he's got a long career. He's a guy that's going to play at least another 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. His game will age pretty well. So maybe he, he ends up going somewhere else okay. at some we'll point at in his one. career. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes, just because I think from a talent standpoint, he's certainly good enough to get it done. I'm going to say yes. Britt would say you. I'm going to say yes. Uh, yes, he does have a long career, but I like what Dougie P is doing with this Jacksonville team. Um, hopefully he's there long enough, but if they keep him there, 
mind you, they got Calvin Wrigley coming in next year. Yeah. He got a whole year off, and he was a very talented, extremely talented receiver, plus Christian Kurt, plus ETN. Um, sure up a couple of things on that defensive side, which I'm pretty sure they'll do this uh, offseason, make sure that offensive line is good. Dougie P is going to help Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, that, that I I, I kind of have a feeling about him, but again, that AFC is so tough. You just never know. Three more. I could be a little biased, I could be a little biased guys. I like Th- Dougie P. Three more. How about our boy Tua? We just talked about him a little bit. We know injuries are a concern, but the Dolphins they did look good until he got hurt. K Walk. Will Tua get one before it's all said and done? No, because of the reason you just mentioned, because he got hurt. And I think that's going to plague him, um, you know, in his, the rest of his career. And knock on wood for sure. I don't want to see that because those are, those are some serious injuries that, that you know, that he has to, that he's been dealing with. Um, no, I mean, you guys keep bringing up the AFC and I'm looking at the, you know, Tua and then that, and that, that offense. Um, I mean, if he can stay healthy, he'll make a deep run, but that's, that's as far as he's going to get. I don't think, I don't think he's going to win uh, a Super Bowl. So if, if he stays in Miami, no. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Uh, I just think injuries and I, I hope I'm wrong about this, mm-hmm. but I just feel like injuries are going to be something that follows him throughout his career, may even shorten his career, if if I'm being really honest. So I'm going to say no. Britt, what do you think about Tua? Um, I don't know. They're in the running with Vic Mangio as well, a defensive coordinator. I'm going to say no. I just don't think – look, you have great receivers on the outside in Waddle and and Tyreek Hill. They're all young outside of Tyreek Hill. I don't know how long Jalen Waddle is going to be there. That's going to be interesting. But they, they still have a lot of things to short. Like that offensive line, which is one of the reasons why uh, Tua took so many hit, hits this year. They need to do a lot of things on that defensive side of the ball as well. If he stays with the Dolphins, no. I'm going to say no. And, again, that the, those concussions are no joke. And he got three yeah. this year. They yeah. say two, but I'm going to say three because he got hit yeah, twice. About to say, yeah. yeah. So um, and he gets another one next year. You may talk about, hey, my career, I might have to end this thing. Yeah. All right, two more. This might be the easiest one. Patrick Mahomes, he's been to two. He's got one under his belt already. Okay, Walk, does he get another one before it's all said and done? Yeah, I think he gets one uh, this the next Sunday. I think he gets one next Sunday. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying that. Hey, I'm not saying that. Daddy I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But no, I, I, yeah, definitely, definitely gets another one. Yeah, I think I think this is the one that if I was putting money on, he's definitely going to get another one, another mm-hmm. few. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'll say yes to that. Britt, what say you about Mahomes? Does he get a couple I'm, more? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes, not next Sunday, but yeah, definitely he'll be there again. All right, so then, Britt, I know the answer for you for this one. Jalen Hurts, he's our last yeah. guy here. Does he get one before it's all said and done? Yes. I mean, look at his progression. Look at his team right now. I think this is the year they they need to do it. Um, hopefully they can finish it up. It's not going to be an easy team, an easy uh, uh, win. You're going up against Patrick Mahomes um, and Andy Reid. It's going to be very, very difficult. But everybody's been doubting them all year long, so I don't see why not they can't finish it. Okay, Walk, what about you? Does Hertz get one? I mean, he's young. What's is he in it? It's his third year or second third year, right? Third year, second so year. So he's got he's got plenty of time left. Does he get one K Walk before it's all said? Go ahead, K Walk. 
Say no, so I can show him this film. Um, does he get one after uh, after the Super Bowl? Uh, after Super Bowl Fifty Seven? No, I'm gonna say <laughs> no. I don't think he gets one. I don't think he gets one. I don't okay. Think he gets one. Okay. Yeah, I. No, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I feel like um, obviously he's got a great chance in front of him when, when the Super Bowl rolls around. Um, right. But I feel like, you know, like we, talked about, my mind. <laughs> like we talked about some teams in the AFC, the NFC, you know, obviously the 49ers are going to be back. The Cowboys are going to be good again. There's some teams on the rise. Mm-hmm. So obviously this, this is a great chance to get one. Do I think he'll get one before it's all said and done, even if it's not this one? I think the Eagles have a really good team. So if you've got a really good team, I think you have a good chance to get back, even if he doesn't win it this year. So I, I think Hertz is good enough to win one. I'm gonna say yes, although I'm not I'm not gonna make a prediction about whether it's gonna be this one uh coming up. So but I'm gonna say yeah, I think he gets one at some point. That's all right, Jay. I already got Bill and uh 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 what they call it? Uh uh they call it when you ramp up ramp up your team. Because K Walk done said enough, so we good. I didn't we say good. anything. I didn't say anything. Yeah. We got. <laughs> I said yeah, after this year. Are, no, we already got some. Year. We already got. I, what did I say? I said I said not. Nah, see, you know, Eagle fans have selective hearing. I said, I <laughs> yeah, said, said after, after I, this after year, Super, after Super Bowl Fifty Seven, I said no. I didn't, oh, I didn't okay. Say. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You did say that. Okay. Right. I did say that. See, that's what I'm saying. You never hear what I say. <laughs> I thought you said no. You heard no and you heard zero. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You're right. You're right. My apologies. <laughs> Dang, K-Walk don't rip me to pieces. I understand. That's what you I said. said I'm <laughs> sorry. I ain't going to say it again. God dang it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's uh let, let, let me let me shift this conversation before it gets too hey, hot. Eagles in here. fans um, and 49er fans are more alike than we, nah, than we I think. Didn't, I'm not getting into. I didn't get into <laughs> early. I'm definitely not getting into. Let's let's talk about my Brooklyn Nets, guys. Uh, obviously, KD's out. I think the Nets have won four games in his absence and lost six. So they're they're trying to to hold it together. But there's no denying that Kyrie has been great. I mean, this guy's the leader. He's leading the league in scoring in the fourth quarter, which is huge because he's closing out some games, scoring a ton of points. But obviously, he's on his last last year of his contract. Some controversy earlier in the year that was well documented. Brittany Monique, should the Nets give Kyrie <laughs> Kyrie a um, a full contract? Should they extend him? What do you think they should do with Kyrie? Jay, I thought I was in trouble for a second. Should they ex- extend them? Yeah, um, I mean, give them a four or five year deal. What do you think? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Um, we know Kyrie's going to be Kyrie regardless, but he's been doing pretty well. He's been staying focused. He hasn't been too much on the outside. Um, I know he said a couple of things about the WNBA, but that's rightly so. That's the right. They should have charter flights. What the heck is wrong with them? Um, I'm going to say yes. Um, I think he's incredible. Did we not see these last couple games if they're winning because of him? Um, because I honestly think that you have to keep one of the th- uh, two of the three superstars on the team. And I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be here. I feel like he's kind of starting to get on the outs with the head coach. I know they asked him a question. He got frustrated just from the question alone. Um, again, he's not playing. 
for whatever reason. I have no idea. Um, I really think they're going to look to trade Ben Simmons. So I think they're, they need to give Kyrie an extension because KD is not going to want to stay here if Kyrie is not here. Um, so yes, I want to say yes. Yeah. And, and you're right. And I know this isn't a Ben Simmons question, but Britt, you're right. Like when I saw him get like somebody barely like hit his nose the other day and he had to go back to the locker room for that. <laughs> I was like, all right, this guy's done. Like I tried to get on that Ben Simmons train, but when I saw that, I was like, he, he doesn't want to play. Um, but to your point, Britt, I, I think Kyrie's been great. The stuff we're hearing in the locker room is that the people in the yeah. locker room, they like Kyrie. They're getting along well. And KD likes playing with them. So if, if KD likes playing with them, that's good enough for me. I think you got to give this guy a deal. I, there's always going to be some uncertainty around Kyrie, but I feel like if you don't give him a deal, he's going to go somewhere else. And and, and, and I don't think it makes Light your it team up. better to lose mm-hmm. Kyrie. But K-Walk, what say you? Yeah, I think you have to give him an extension. I just think he's what your organization needs. I mean, like Britt uh, alluded to, she stated, like, you know, in order to have KD there, you know, you you have to have Kyrie there. In order to do that, you have to extend them. Bench Simmons, um, you know, I just don't see him being there uh, too, too, too much longer, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, yeah, I said bench. You can't spell bench, bench without Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I love what he did the other night. Was it last night? Played, they played the Lakers. Yep. Was it last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. last night. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Last night. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and and they and he saved the day for for those yep. guys. At least for mm-hmm. the superstars, because there was a lot of superstars in that building. Michael B. Jordan, Selena Gomez was there. I mean, this the list goes yeah. on and on. Yeah. I know the stars were out to see LeBron and, and AD, but you know they did what they do at load management. But that's a story for another day. But he did what the well, you know what um, mm-hmm. a superstar is supposed to do. You know, he put on a show. He led that team because um, they were down. Uh, a little bit. The, the Lakers came back. You know, we saw that. I mean, not the, uh, the, yeah, the Lakers came back, and he ultimately did what he uh, what, what he did uh, to lead that team. So yeah, definitely give that man um, an extension. I just don't see you finding another ball player like that anywhere in, in else in the league. Yeah, what I will sure. say. Go ahead. Um, his leadership on the court um, has changed been, tremendously. Yeah. Has changed like mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. He's motivating his guys. He's telling his guys where to be. Um, and ever since that Sixers game, um, they took Ben off the court. I swear the Nets been playing better ever since. So that's showing you they don't even need Ben Simmons. They've been playing better without him, which is not a good sign at all for Ben Simmons. And that's why I feel like he might get traded at the trade deadline. He probably won't. But I would not be surprised if Ben Simmons is traded. I'll tell you what, the Nets have a bunch of really good role players. Like We knew they had some guys that could come off the but. They're role players. Like I bet they could be starters on some other teams. So I definitely think that that helps them as well. All right, real quick, guys, before we get into our rant here, uh, the Pro Bowl's got a new format this year. They're going to play flag football. We, we've been talking about it for years that the Pro Bowl wasn't really football. Guys just out there running around, not tackling each other. It didn't even look like football. Finally, they're going to change it to flag football. Okay, Walk, do you like the change? What do you expect from the Pro Bowl? 
I love it, man, because it seems like they were playing flag football anyway without the flag. It seemed like they were playing, you know, two-hand touch football, intramural football, football we used to play in gym class. You know, you get the ball and you're automatically down because you don't want to get – no one wants to get hurt. Yeah. So as soon as you catch the ball, it's, it's like, you know, freeze tags or wherever you catch the ball is at, that's where you are. You are. And I think it's going to be more competitive. Guys are going to have fun with it. Um, you're going to see a, a lot more energy, uh, a lot more entertaining. And, and we, we, like you stated, Jay, We've been talking about this for years. Like, listen, just turn this thing into a glorified flag football because nobody wanted to play. Yeah. You know, nobody wanted – everybody just wanted to go down there. And I'm going to go – it used to be in, in uh, Honolulu, but now it's down in Florida. But, um, you know, everybody just wanted that time off, enjoy that time off in the nice weather and um, just hang out and play football. If it's flag football, you, then you're going you're gonna to see some guys more – it's going to be more competitive, trust me on that. So, yeah, I do like it a lot. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think it's going to be more entertaining and the guys are actually going to play because it's just something about flag football. Like when you put those flags on, you're just going to play. So I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see the guys actually play without worrying about getting hurt or anything like that. So I I Mm -hmm. love it. You wonder what the NFL was holding on to. Like, why did it take them so long to figure it out? Uh, But I think it's going to be a good change. But Britt, what are your thoughts? Um, my thought is that there's still not going to compete with the NBA All-Star Weekend, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, granted, because it's football, you can't go full out. Somebody's going to get hurt. Um, but, you know, I do like to change. I like it. I played flag football before. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, it will be some incidental contact. Somebody's going to get and knocked down by mistake. Yeah. Yep. It's very competitive. <laughs> yeah. um, somebody's going to dive trying to get a flag. Um, so, you know what? I'm excited about it. I do wish they would go back to Hawaii. I think that was good when they were in Hawaii, but I guess Florida is a little bit more, a lot more people can can commute to it. I don't know why they put it in Florida, but um, but no, I'm excited. So, and hopefully the Pro Bowl weekend is exciting as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good stuff there, Britt. All right, guys, let's get into our rant. Uh, every week we want to do a rant about whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind. You get one minute and one minute only to get it off your chest. Um Okay, Walk, I think I'm going to start with you because Britt always side-eyes me for starting with her every week. <laughs> so I'm going to start with you, Okay, Walk. Let's see what you got this week. The floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah, we kind of touched on it actually in the beginning of the show and a little bit at the at the latter part of the show, and that's the that's the Lakers, man. The, the Lakers, um, you know, they're superstars. You know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and 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 my man, you know, I'm not even calling my man Patrick Beverly, man. Come on, what, what is up with the with the with the camera, man? Showing the ref the camera again, like I like I stated earlier, there are a thousand cameras, a thousand angles, and you bringing out a, a handheld camera, nice looking camera, by the way. Now keep in mind. Um, but um, yeah, I, they they you that doesn't work that way, bro. LeBron, man, we know it, man. Come on, you can't you can't ask for a ticky tack foul like that, and then the next play come down, and then you throw up a play, no one touches you, and your foul gets called, and you throwing up you know, the <laughs> muscles and everything like that. Come on, are, are you soft or are you hard? Take your pick, man. Anthony Street Coast Davis, man, what they call him, uh, uh, Jay Anthony Data Davis, Data Davis, Davis. I mean, come on, man. You guys are in the position. And in the next game, you know, both Anthony Davis and LeBron James are sitting down, man, where all the superstars come out to see you guys. Kids are upset because they come out to see you and you guys are sitting at the, and, and on, the, on the bench in the street clothes, man. So, Lakers, stop complaining. Get it done. You know in a position to complain. You, you haven't won anything in a long time. Good stuff, man. That That's good <laughs> stuff right there. I think I'm going to go next. I don't think you guys are going to agree with my rant, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um 
I want to talk about officiating because I feel like in the NBA and in the NFL, we've just seen some really bad officiating over the last week. And I know they're human. I know we're going to have human error. I get it. But we do have the technology in place to get some of these calls right. And when, when for me, it's just when you think about the amount of time, the amount of effort, the amount of detail that the players and the coaching staff put into these games, you hate to see plays happen where officiating plays a part in the outcome of the game. And I'm not saying the officiating over the past week has been the reason why any team has won or lost, but I do think it impacts the game. I know it's a hard job. I'm not asking them to bat 100% or bat 1,000 when they're out there, but some of these calls that they're making and then some of the calls that they're missing, it is impacting the game. So I would just like to see a little bit more consistent officiating across the board in both the NBA and the NFL, because for me over the last couple of weeks, it has not been very good at all. All right, Britt, the floor is yours. What you got for us? Yeah, I don't disagree with your, with your, uh, with your rant at all. I really don't. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do as my rant guys. You know, I came in, I was going to talk about the Niners disrespecting the city and hanging up their jersey on a rocky statue but i'm a little past that um let's talk about jalen hurts and his doubters um you know what i'm going at my own team how about that this wait wait i gotta get my side right this one this one right here right here right here this this team you know what a couple games ago i don't remember who the heck he was playing the energy was so lackadaisical it got on my nerves Joel and B, come on, my guy. I understand you got 47 points against Denver. Brilliant game. Why can't you magic. play like that every single game? Um, no, before the magic, I'm gonna get to the magic in a second, K. Oh. I'm gonna get to the magic. I can't remember who they oh the Nets. It was the Nets. Yeah, you had a lead. You you were you became so emotional because you were going up against Ben Simmons. Don't let that man get to you. Like K Walk said, bitch, Ben is the reason why he don't play. Play your game. Don't allow no other player or other team get you away from playing your game. And that's exactly what happened. That game should have been won by at least 20 points. Should have never gotten that close. Now we're going to skip over the Denver game and get to this Magic game. Really? (laughs) You were up by 21 and then you go ahead and lose by about what? I think it was six or seven points. That was disgraceful. And I'm tired of this lack of energy excuse. Do what you're supposed to do. You're a freaking professional. Get it together. That goes to Joel, uh, Harden, Doc Rivers. Come on. Y'all been in this league too long. You can't take no opponent for granted. No opponent. Yeah, Britt, I'll tell you what. Like You're right about Joel. Like That Denver game when he goes out and dominates because he wanted to prove a point. Like He doesn't think the Joker's better than he is, right? So he goes out and just completely dominates. And the first thing I thought was, like, Joel could do that every night if he really wanted to. Like, he could do that every single night if he really wanted to, but he doesn't go out and give that kind of effort every single night. So I get it. He wanted to prove a point, and he proved it, but he should be be giving that kind of effort every single night. So I agree. That, That was very disappointing. Um, all right, guys, let's do our balling segment. Then let's get out of here every week. We want to highlight a player, a team, whatever you want to do. Just, just somebody that's been absolutely balling. K-Walk, who you got this week? Who's balling for you? 
Yeah, I got my Miami Heat, man. Miami Heat defense. Defense. I want to talk okay. strictly defense here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, they've been they've been playing some outstanding ball right now. I mean, they're second in the league right now in steals uh at 8.6 per game. 8.6 per game. Also, they're they're second in the league in giving up points at um uh, 108, 108.4 uh, a game. They've been going using that defense. They propelled itself to the sixth place right now. So they're only going to, they're only getting better right now. Shout out to uh, Jimmy Butler as well. He's leading the league in steals at 2.1 per game. So the Miami Heat defense <laughs> has been balling. <laughs> All right. Good, good stuff <laughs> there. I noticed they're creeping up because they, yeah. they were. They were like twelfth or thirteenth yeah. at one point mm -hmm. in the East. They're they're definitely year. on the on the way up the, for sure. They do the same thing every year. Tell me if I'm wrong, K. Well, the oh, they do. Season, they, they do. They lag they behind, do. but as soon as you come towards the mm -hmm. middle to the end, here they come, and you like, oh, where did this team come <laughs> yeah. from again? Next yep. thing you know, here comes this powerhouse again with yeah. no stars. I, I think. I think we got a I'm star. A we don't have any superstars. Well, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll revisit that in the playoffs. Hey, man, his trade deadline hasn't gotten here yet, Jamie. Let's make sure. Let's see if we didn't make any, any moves. Hey, SGA. Go get SGA. <laughs> I'm going to shout out my guy, Kyrie. We talked about him earlier, but he's really keeping the fort together, holding the fort down for uh, why KD is out. Like I said, leading the league and scoring in the fourth quarter at like mm -hmm. 10 points in the fourth. Just just been all around great. Leader, everything that the Nets need right now. So I'm going to shout out Kyrie. He's been absolutely balling. Britt, who you got? Don't kill me, guys. But I have to do this, okay? So don't hurt me, especially K-Walk, all right? Um, I got a shout out. I actually have two, if that's okay. Um, Eagles defensive end, Hassan Reddick. I have to shout him out. I mean, uh, he, he got balled two out. Two sacks, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery in the Eagles' victory. And then I also have to shout out Chiefs' defensive tackle, uh, Chris Jones. I'm going to say oh, Eagles' yeah. pass rusher. He, he also, Chiefs' well. defensive tackle, Chris Jones. He also got two sacks, three tackles for loss in the uh, Chiefs' victory. So they both were balling. No, those are two great picks. Both those guys, yeah. they played great. They played great. All right, K. Walk, before we get out of here, man, uh, let the people know where they can find you on social media, where they can follow you. And then um, and football season's coming to an end. It's kind of a sad time for all of us. But um, what you're looking forward to this week, man, no no live football game. So what, what do you got? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, that's rough, Jay. I don't even like to hear that. Man. But um, <laughs> on Instagram, you can catch me, Kevin.Walker142. Twitter, at KevinWalker142. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I have a show tomorrow night um, on uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. It's called Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. Uh, look it up. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, iHeartRadio as well. Again, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Sports Talk with K-Walk from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, very very great show. Not that saying this isn't a little different, a little different, but um, you know, some, some entertaining stuff there uh, to, for, for you guys, for sure. Uh, what I'm looking for, just dialing into basketball right now. I mean, that's, that's all I have right now, especially college basketball, starting to see some of these teams and what they're about because March Madness is right around the corner before you know it. Uh, we'll be, you know, you're doing, we'll be completing our brackets or filling out our brackets. So I'm starting to get a feel for, uh, for, for college basketball for sure. And then definitely diving into some NBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, basketball's kind of moving to the forefront for me as well. I've actually been watching a lot of women's college basketball. Yeah. For some reason, I enjoy watching the women's college game 
more than the men's college game. I'm sure once March Madness rolls around, that might change a little bit for me, but I've been watching a lot of UConn, Tennessee, South Carolina, LSU. There's some really good women's basketball teams. Iowa and Caitlin Clark have been really good this year. So just a lot of talented women playing basketball right now. Um, But you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Jason Talk Sports. And yeah, uh, with, with football season ending, it's going to be full go on basketball for me for, for the next several months. But Britt, what about you? Talk to us. I'm going to say this. I want people to leave one of my favorite singers alone, Anita Baker. I know it wasn't her best performance. It was not her best performance. I miss that. But what she has done in the history of music. Leave her alone, all right? Leave her alone. Did y'all see the national anthem? I, I miss I missed the oh, national man. anthem. I yeah. saw it pop up on Twitter and I didn't even click on it to listen yeah. to it. So yeah, she, I, I it was something it. it was something wrong with her earpiece, so she couldn't hear herself. So leave her alone, all right. She still got that. Yeah, you know, Anita's great. And, I still yeah. listen to Anita yeah. in the car every once Come in a on while. Come on now. Yeah. My angel, all that. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me focus. My I'm sorry, that was bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, this weekend, uh, basketball, NBA, college. Now it's time for me to get into college basketball. Like you guys said, it's sad that football is dwindling down. I'm so happy I get a week off from the NFL because I just need an emotional break because <laughs> um, I was fired the heck up for that uh, championship game. You asked my, my dad. He, I was, he, I was, he was like, Brittany, relax. You're going to win. Relax. I was like, Kayla, get it together. Fix your arm. Yeah, I was going crazy. Um, so I need a break from that. Um, hopefully they win. Look, the 49ers, they got five. They don't need another one right now. Cowboys got five. They don't need another one right now. Let us get our second. Then y'all can get y'all next one. But um, but um, what where you guys can find me at is at Brittany Monique on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to the Sideline Speaks. We'll be back here next week at 7 p.m. live. Do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that share button. And if you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that for us as well. For Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We'll see you next week. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.